Welcome to the podcast, Restore Yourself, Restore Your Marriage, where it's all about discovering the thoughts that get you in the mood, the thoughts that get you out of the mood, and how creating a deeper connection with yourself creates a deeper connection with your spouse. I'm your coach, Shelly Anderson, coaching you through life, love, and intimacy. This is episode number 140. Things could have gone way worse. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. I am going to start off by sharing an experience that happened this morning that is probably not a big deal. I'm sure all of us have experienced it from time to time. And I wanted to share how I caught myself thinking some negative thoughts pretty quickly that could have easily spiraled out of control had I not had a mini intervention with myself and redirected my thoughts. Okay, so this morning, I hit the snooze button. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. And I didn't get up. Sometimes when I hit the snooze button, I'll just kind of lay there for a minute or two, and then I will end up getting up. But this time I hit it and I was back asleep. Now my husband and I are on a schedule where there are mornings that I wake up and get the kids ready. And there are other mornings where my husband wakes up and he gets the kids ready. So today was my day and I hit the snooze button. So naughty, so bad. So I slept in. And what ended up happening was that our daughter um, woke up to get my older son up because he's the first one that leaves and he leaves quite early. And so she was up, even though she wasn't feeling well, my older son was up, he came in and got us up and said, I gotta go. That's when we rewoke up. And worked really quickly to get him out the door. Now, because it was so early, my husband went back to bed and my daughter went back to bed. And I knew that I had messed up. That was on me. And I knew that emotions were a little bit negative, that Nick was probably a little frustrated, and probably my daughter as well. I remember right after they went back to bed, I had some negative thoughts initially, right? And this is what our brain does. We face different circumstances in life. And usually what our brain does is offer us a thought that we didn't choose intentionally or on purpose. And a lot of times it's negative. It's so much easier and very convenient to think negative thoughts. And so this is where my brain went on autopilot. And so I slept in, we got the kids, you know, ready, or we got our oldest ready, and then everyone went back to bed, and then crept in the negative thoughts. And these are kind of the thoughts that ran through my head. Don't you get frustrated with me? (laughs) That was probably my first one, right? I was like, having a conversation with Nick, even though he was in bed. So I was like, don't you get frustrated with me? I'm human. I make mistakes. I'm allowed to make mistakes. You've made mistakes before. You're human, right? Um, And so that's kind of where my brain went. 
And I noticed that when I was thinking that I wanted to feel justified (laughs) in sleeping in and hitting the snooze button. I wanted to make sure I was right. And I did not feel good. I felt really, I felt negative emotions. And they weren't huge negative emotions, but I had negative thoughts. And therefore, those triggered negative emotions. So knowing that my daughter was probably frustrated with me and also Nick, I also felt frustrated with myself, but also with them. Like, don't get frustrated at me. I felt frustrated. I felt annoyed. And with those also came a little bit of anger. So I remember just being super aware of my emotions in the moment. I was like, oh, I'm bugged. I'm annoyed. I'm frustrated. And I decided to just sit on the couch. And that was the action that I took. I just sat on the couch. I didn't want to do anything yet because I knew I kind of wanted to just take a moment to try to address my thoughts and make an exchange. And so I wanted to make sure that I took the time to do that and not overreact, not do um, something that I would regret later. And I also wanted to make sure I didn't let it go unaddressed, even though it was something so small. Because I knew that human nature, we could easily hold on to those negative thoughts and negative emotions. And something so small could quickly escalate into something much bigger. And there really is no need to do that. But human nature being what it is, we can easily fall into this trap. And so I wanted to make sure that I didn't fall into this trap because I was like, I got things to do today. And I don't want to do them in frustration and anger. And I want to be able to be level headed and clear headed and be able to accomplish the things that I want. So I sat on the couch and I was like, all right, let's go through these thoughts. Let's address them. Let's address the negative feelings. And then let's move forward. So that's what I did. And I want to just talk about the actual action of sitting on the couch. Because this is an important action. (laughs) Right? We might think, oh, sitting on the couch is doing nothing. But I also want to highlight the beauty of sometimes not taking action when it could turn out negative, right? Since I had negative emotions, if I had taken action right then, the results would probably be negative, even if they're just small things, and they're not like anything huge, and super, super important. But it could show up in all the little interactions that continued throughout the day. In life coaching, we often caught we often call this sitting with our feelings, right? We just sit there. And we allow our feelings to actually do their job. So feelings do have a job to do. Feelings are a vibration in our bodies. And normally, if we hear that definition of a feeling, of an emotion, we don't look at that definition and go, ooh, that's scary. Like that is what I'm afraid of in life, our vibrations in my body. 
Yeah, I don't want to have any of those, right? If we think about music, if we turn our music up in our car, we're going to feel the vibrations of that music. And we don't go running for that. We go towards it. We're like, yes, I like this song. Let's turn it up. I want more vibrations resonating in my body. And so, but that is what a feeling is. It is simply a vibration in our body. So feelings have a job to do. Their job is to come in to our bodies, to vibrate, and then to leave. Now, the reason sometimes we fear emotions is because we think that they are going to come in and vibrate and then take over and remain there like permanently or forever for a really long time. And we fear that they will not leave. So a lot of times what we end up doing is just resisting and avoiding negative emotions altogether, or we push them down. And what we know is that what we resist persists. So if we're constantly resisting feeling negative emotions, they are going to stick around even longer. So when we sit with our emotions, we allow the emotion to come in, to vibrate through our body, to actually do its job. And then once its job is done, it's happy to leave. Now, our brains don't think about feelings and emotions in this way. But if we can start to have that shift in how we think about our feelings, then we're not going to be so afraid to actually just sit on the couch and feel our negative emotions without doing anything. We just allow them to be and exist and vibrate. So this is what I did on the couch. I just sat there and I said, all right, we're going to do frustration right now. We're going to do a little bit of annoyance and anger. And we're just going to sit on the couch and we're just going to feel those negative feelings. Imagine that we get to feel our feelings. This is such an awesome concept. So I wondered how long it would take and I assumed it probably wouldn't take too long because it's not like they were huge emotions. They were just there and they were kind of bubbling. And so I realized it took about maybe two minutes at the most. Now that's not very long to feel negative emotions in the big scheme of things, right? If I just feel angry and frustrated for two minutes, and then that feeling leaves my body, hey, I can do that. That is manageable. That is doable. And that's exactly what happened. It only lasted two minutes. And during those two minutes, I didn't do anything. I didn't say anything negative to anybody. I didn't take any negative actions. I just sat and felt my feelings. So what happened next? This is the beauty of being able to sit and just process what you're going through and allow the process to actually take place and happen. So after the negative feelings left, I was like, hey, okay, it, those negative feelings left my body. Now I can think clearly. I no longer have cortisol, you know, running my brain and keeping me from thinking clearly. So what what do we do next? What I decided to do was to actually change my negative thoughts, right? Because my first ones were like, oh, don't you get frustrated with me, right? <laughs> um, don't you be mad. I'm human. I make mistakes. 
Um, and so those were the thoughts that I knew I needed to exchange and say, okay, thank you, brain, for trying to conserve energy and keep me safe and protected. I see your efforts. I appreciate it. And now I'm going to let those thoughts go. And I'm going to think new thoughts that serve me that are more effective and beneficial. And I'm going to choose to think those thoughts on purpose. So what thoughts did I actually think in that situation? Well, since my first thought initially had been like, don't you be frustrated with me. (laughs) I decided to exchange that thought. And so I replaced it with the thought of, you know what, they're allowed to be frustrated with me. They are allowed to feel the feeling of frustration. That is the human experience. We're not meant to only feel like three emotions and that they all need to be positive. The human experience is being able to feel over a hundred different emotions to allow them to come in and say, what does this emotion feel like? What is this experience? That is expansive. It helps us develop as a human and to grow and progress. And so I allowed my daughter to be frustrated, probably my son. He did make it to the bus on time, which was great. And I also allowed my husband to be frustrated without trying to do anything about it. That was the first thought is they are allowed to feel frustrated. They have that right to feel those emotions. And then I tried to be a little bit empathetic and say, like, if it was my day to sleep in and my husband was supposed to get them up and he hit the snooze button, I would be frustrated too. I would for sure be frustrated. And so being able to put yourself in your spouse's shoes and look at things from an empathetic point of view was super helpful. And it didn't take long and it didn't take a lot of effort. I also decided to just remind myself of having some perspective, like on a scale of one to 10, how big is this problem? That's probably a one, right? So being able to kind of label it as a one allowed my brain to make sure that, hey, let's keep it a one. Let's not allow something that's just a one to develop into a four or to a seven. There's no need for that. Um, And also with that perspective came a lot of confidence and faith that, you know what, if this is something that's just a one, I bet my daughter will not hold on to this or my son. And I bet Nick will also not hold on to this, like hold it against me. I have confidence that they will also be able to work through this, those negative feelings. And so that helped me put a lot of um, faith in their abilities also to go through the process of feeling negative emotions, to mentally work through it and come out positive on the other side. So the final part of me kind of reassessing my thoughts was to say, well, how do I want to show up for the rest of the morning and the rest of the day? Who do I want to be for the rest of it? And I knew that I wanted to show up still loving and still attentive to the things that needed to happen and take place. So as I started to exchange the negative thoughts for these more positive and proactive thoughts, my 
feelings changed. And all of a sudden, I felt like, hey, I can do this. I've got this. I felt confident. I felt loving. I felt um, attentive and proactive. Like, okay, I kind of dropped the ball a bit, but what can I do now to make the rest of the morning more successful, to make sure it it goes well? Um, so the actions I took were to just make sure I thought I threw things ahead of time, got things done ahead of time before they woke up again. I apologized, which is an important one, right? I apologized for messing up, right? We can own up to our mistakes, even the little ones. And that can do so much for the relationship and um, the connection. And the result of doing all this is that there were no longer any negative thoughts or negative feelings hanging around. They were not lingering. And we know that if we're having negative feelings, we're going to continue to take negative actions. But because those had left, the actions that came after and the actions that can happen the rest of the day are now going to be more beneficial and more positive. So this is really, really good for relationships and being able to keep them healthy and moving forward in a positive way. So if we take a look at this experience and this example, I want to leave you with five tips that will help you to keep things in perspective and to prevent them from blowing up into something a lot bigger than it needs to be. So tip number one is give other people in your life, your spouse, your children, your neighbors, whoever, give them space to be human, right? If you've done something that causes them negative emotions, give them that space to actually feel their emotions. Our job is not to go in and say, don't feel negative because it makes me feel negative. We're robbing them of the full human experience and we're robbing them of growth and progress and learning and developing. We don't want to do that. We want them to be able to grow and mature. So we want to give them space without trying to control how they are processing things and how they are feeling things. Number two is we want to create some space between them and between us. So if they are feeling frustrated, it doesn't mean we have to take on their frustration. If they're feeling angry, we don't have to take on their anger as well. We can say, that's right. That's the human experience for them to feel those emotions. But I don't have to feel them. I don't have to absorb them and take them on, right? We're going to have a lot of respect and honor for their process. But we can also have a lot of respect and honor for our own process and realize that those are two different people, two different things, two different experiences happening even if it's about the same thing. They don't have to become enmeshed and intertwined where one person is taking on all the negative emotions of another person. That becomes a lot more frustrating to try to resolve. And then we use negative like controlling tactics or manipulative tactics. That's not going to produce any results that are positive and healthy for a relationship. So we want to give our other significant people space, but we also want to create space so that we're not taking on other people's emotions. 
Tip number three is to keep perspective. Use the scale. Use um, between one and 10 to place things on. This really helps your brain go, okay, we, we don't need to be so dramatic about things <laughs> that are really low on the scale. And if they're higher on the scale, okay, let's, let's pay a little more attention and let's do some work. But I also want to show you that if something is a one or a two on the scale, you can still totally address it by exchanging thoughts, exchanging your negative thoughts that just come to your brain automatically and not on purpose but exchange them for ones that you want to think, ones that make you feel better. So start using the scale when you think about these things. Tip number four, ask yourself a powerful question. So this is something I did in this example where I was like, okay, well, who do I want to be? The rest of this morning, how do I want to show up when I still got to get my other kids breakfast and help them make sure they get their backpacks and all the things? How do I want to show up? That is such a powerful question instead of like, why me? Why does this happen to me? When we use powerful questions, such as, you know, how do I want to show up for the rest of the morning? Our brain's like, well, this is how you want to show up. <laughs> you want to show up loving and attentive. And then your brain's like, I could do that. So then you generate those feelings within yourself and you show up that way. I was so grateful that when it was time for my daughter to get back up, I was very loving, very attentive to the things that she needed. We had a great connection this morning and I know that it was because I was able to do some of this thought work so that I didn't show up negative. And the fifth tip is admit and apologize, right? A lot of times our brain wants to think that we are right and that we're correct. And the way that we're handling things is the way to handle things and that there's no other way. <laughs> our brain does this on autopilot and we have to interject and say, wait a minute, Let's try something different. So in this case, I was able to admit like, hey, I messed up. That's on me and apologize and say, I'm sorry about this. I'm sorry. Right. We don't need to explain and give all the reasons. Sometimes just saying sorry, that admitting that there was a mistake made and that you are sorry about it, that is enough. I'm sorry is one of the most healing sentences, and it's only two words, for relationships. And sometimes we are so reluctant to do it. But we can tap into the beauty of being able to admit and apologize, even on the little things. So as we get to the end of this episode, I hope that you will keep these five tips in mind and maybe apply them this week when something small shows up that maybe didn't go the way that you hoped or if you find that you did make a small mistake, but maybe your your thoughts and your emotions are getting the best of you. Try these five tips out and see if you can make a positive difference in your own thoughts and your own feelings and the way that you show up. Because remember, the more that you restore this type of intimacy with yourself, the more you restore it with your spouse. Thank you so much for listening today, and I hope you will join me again next week.